It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com, on drmaracarpell.com, and now on Apple Podcasts after the program. Today is Sunday, October the 25th, 2020. I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and I hope you're all staying safe wherever you are while we keep you informed and entertained. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here to make the show run smoothly as usual. And we have another, another great program in store for you. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined from right here in Austin, Texas, once again by Lauren Tarrant, co-founder of Well Beyond Care, a very unique nationwide company matching those in need of care with those um, who are looking to be caregivers. And she'll be discussing some more solutions to safe caregiving during these complicated times of a pandemic. And the twins, Ruben and Minerva, in Bay of Banderas, Mexico, will be giving us a little insight into who they are and what they like after they've been taking us on multiple tours of travel destinations in Mexico. And I'll be discussing a little bit more about living a passionate life during these trying times. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests and so she can answer them. And my email address is drmara, D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmaracartel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again after after the show ends by going to my website, and the link to the podcast is already there. And later tonight, we will have all the information from the program with any website links etc. discussed on the program. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. And you can also listen on Apple Podcasts. And for information from previous programs and to listen to previous programs, go to my website, drmaracarpell.com. You can also hear it at blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And Apple Podcasts has all of the shows as well going back seven years. And for information about upcoming shows and any future events or any time that my uh, blogs post, they're immediately posted on my Facebook page, and that is Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. 
This program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psych. And we're going to take a brief break to play a couple of our sponsors' commercials. Um, but it's a very brief break, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, and we'll be right here with Lauren Tarrant. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us once again on the phone from right here in Austin, Texas, we have Lauren Tarrant, co-founder of Well Beyond Care, a very unique nationwide company matching caregivers with those in need of care. And she's here to talk about staying safe as a caregiver and as someone who received care during this time of COVID-19. Welcome back, Lauren. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Thank you so much for coming back on this program. This is such an important topic, and I know that we discussed this back in August, but we're still here, so we need your help. But <laughs> okay. Before we jump into that, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of information about your background if they haven't heard you here before. Okay. Um, I'm Lauren Tarrant, and I'm a registered nurse, and I've been a nurse for about a million years, and mostly in the field of psychiatry, home health, and hospice. And I've started a few companies in the past. But and they've all had to do with seniors or healthcare. But well beyond care is my baby, and I love seniors, and vets, and kids, and just all of the people that wish to be cared for in their home have a big place in my heart. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what is well beyond care? So well beyond care is a company, and we'll say it's a health tech company because the backbone is technology. And primarily, I want to say sometimes a little bit like medicalmatch.com, if you will. You know, we, we want to know about you so that we can match you, and that's how we start. But primarily, we help families with caregivers while avoiding Craigslist and private duty agencies. And families need our support, but they have to be able to afford the care and they have to remain safe in their homes, and someone has to communicate condition condition changes before they escalate. And that's how we're different than Craigslist, because Craigslist may be a little bit cheaper than a private duty agency, but you're all alone. 
And with us, we manage with um, our nurses talking to family members, and families are often at a distance nowadays. Many families uh, live apart, and even and more, more now than before the pandemic, we're isolated during this time. I'll, I want to talk about that in mm-hmm. a little bit. We help families across the country at determine what kind of care they need, and then we start recruiting for them and matching them to caregivers that they get to choose. And then we provide payroll services and all kinds of services and allow 10, up to 10 family or friends across the country to participate in decisions online through our messaging system. And then we have a feature, and it's all, you know, included. It's all, you know, there's a $3 fee, which is nothing. And healthcare members in the community are notified quickly when physical or mental changes, mental status changes occur. So our goal is to avoid a crisis, and that's where our nurses come in. So we're going to teach families how to get through this crisis of, you know, COVID spreading and everyone's Uh-oh. exhausted. They just need to take Lauren, a break. We lost you. Um, Are you sorry. still there? Because we yeah. lost you. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. We're having a little technical difficulty here. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now, Mara? Okay, Lauren. Can you? Can you hear me now? We lost my phone contact here. Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was me who was lost. I thought you were lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here. So, can you hear me? All right? I don't know what. I don't know where I was. Where we lost. We got lost. Okay. You said that you're going to teach families how to take a break. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I I pretty much said that, you know, we're all exhausted and we're different than other companies and we want to come in and make sure that we that, you know, what we do differently to keep people safe. And whether it's us or someone else, we have to preach safety. These are some different times, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, last time you were on talking about this and talking about how to stay safe, um, if you're a caregiver, how to keep your person you're taking care of safe and how families can keep their family members safe. Um, but, you know, that was, that was in August and this is October and we are still here. We're still in this crisis. Um, so, you know, I, I, they're calling it COVID fatigue that people are going through where they're just kind of like deciding, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this virus, so I'm going to act like it's not here because I don't want it to be here anymore. And they're becoming right. more restless. So what have you seen in the caregiving world with regard to this, the COVID fatigue? So what I'm seeing, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So I, I guess what I'm seeing and really sensitive to is the isolation. 
that this is a very lonely disease, but we have to get through it. But it is exaggerating some depression and anxiety and loss of control because now their kids can't come or now we've got a tent or we're wearing gloves and this has been going on for quite a while. And I'm seeing when you talk about, you know, fatigue, I'm seeing that the isolation is now, I, I feel like eight, nine months into it, we're starting to appreciate that and understand that and deal with that. And we still, though, have to talk about what's the difference between social distancing, quarantining, and isolation to keep each other safe. Because you know, we're separating families that, um, you know, from going to the emergency room with their loved ones, or mm -hmm. we're separating um, our families when somebody, you know, if they, if they become sick with COVID, they are alone. And that's really tough. It's tough on the families, it's tough on the patients, and it's tough on healthcare. So I want to kind of talk about that because, you know, we, we talk about keeping people in the home so they don't have to go back to the hospital and get isolated, you know? So if that's okay with you, Dr. Carpell, what I want to, I kind of want to define social distancing, quarantining, and isolation. I think it's yeah, so confusing. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. So social distancing you know, keeping a space between yourself and pe other people outside your home is to prevent the spread of disease. But in your home, when you're there, you still may have to social distance. So I think we've transitioned and need to think about that a little bit because social distancing in the last eight to nine months has been going outside your home, and now that's okay. We're with the same 10 people all the time, except mm -hmm. that one went to the store or one went to the emergency room or one went to work or whatever that is. So social distancing, I think, has a broader scope right now, you know, eight, nine months into it. Right. And we're trying to avoid quarantining and quarantining is separating people and limiting the movement of people that have been exposed for sure, okay? So mm -hmm. we know that someone has found out, you know, we're not doing, in my opinion, we're not doing enough contact tracing, mm -hmm. but... But we are starting to pay more attention, especially in Texas, too, about quarantining, that we're separating people and limiting movement of people who have or may have, may have been exposed to the disease so that they, so we just don't want them to get ill. And we don't want to isolate, but we talked about this last time. When we're isolating someone, not just quarantining, but we're separating them because they're sick and mm -hmm. we don't want them to spread it. And so think about isolating someone in your own home with a caregiver. And we talked about, we touched on that last time, that mm -hmm. it may be that someone has their own bedroom 
and maybe just temporarily. But while they're sick, they have their own um, bedroom and possibly their own bathroom, and everyone is different, right? Every home is different, but they have their own bathroom and certainly their own towels, right, and their own dishes. Or, you know, it sounds so lonely to think that someone may still be putting a, uh, you know, your dinner dishes, you know, your dinner tray outside the door because we're trying not to infect each other. But, you know, that's what I'm hearing right now is that, um, they're they're tired of isolating, and but on the other hand, starting to understand because they're getting the picture that you know mom has to go to the hospital emergency room. She's going by herself. You know, it's, right. a, it's a tough time right now. Sure, it is. It really mm-hmm. is. Huh. So. You know, have you seen some new issues popping up that you haven't seen before with caregiving? I think that with the new issues, I think the biggest one that I want to say is isolation and also, here's another one, discernment of the truth. Here's what's happening mm-hmm. We need to be really careful. These issues, you know, they're they're loud and every day smacking us in the face, and we need the truth. And those are issues, I think, that are new or getting louder. And I think as we're tired and we're isolated and we're tired of being isolated, we're tired of masks, and we just don't want to listen anymore but this is the time now that we have to be hypervigilant. So that's, I guess, the newest thing. I know we're doing different things, um, too, as we progress, because as, you know, nine months ago, we didn't understand this disease like we do today, and we certainly don't understand it today like we will in two years. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So I want to mention something that we're doing to keep our caregivers safe and our families safe and, the, of course, the person that is requiring care, care you know, the care seeker that needs mm-hmm. care, okay? And I want, to, I want to mention this because in our company, I said it was a, a little bit different Um, Not only do we have nurses to make sure you're not alone and that you can navigate the site and and all of that, but we want to, and I don't want to belittle that because I think it's a big deal, you know, having home health nurses and all to help make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. But the key is that we have to keep our caregivers safe and happy because if they're safe and happy, they deliver the best care, Right. Right, absolutely. Right, so one of the things that we're doing, and it comes up during COVID COVID days, and I say that, but as right now we're getting into the winter months and COVID is also uh, spreading, but at the same time the flu we are expecting to peep out of there somewhere. We're going to start seeing flu symptoms. Okay, so it's really important that we take care of each other. And 
what I and our caregivers, oftentimes we call them the desk list, D-E-S-K-L-E-S-S. And what that means is they don't have a desk, they're not the boss, they don't have an opportunity for insurance because they're matched with a caregiver and this is an independent person who's hiring someone or a family that's hiring someone. So insurance is not anything that they get, okay? And caregivers can get sick as well. And during this pandemic and the flu season and just the regular, you know, day-to-day of the elderly or um, compromised, immunocompromised, someone who could catch an infection or get sick from an infection um, faster, right? So we want to make sure that they are safe. So we're partnering with a company, and it's based out of Austin. A company name is Veramos, and I'm sure you haven't heard of it yet. But what they do, and there are new partners, and what they do is they provide health access and other health care discounts, like major medical discounts or medical discounts on prescriptions or vision and dental services. And that right there, you know, we want to catch something quickly before caregivers get sick. But also we have, um, we want to, we wanted to find a way to immediately identify an illness like COVID-19 or screen for it or just make sure we're on top of it. You know, and on our site you can see there's, you know, frequently asked questions and we have COVID forms and we can get you masks or whatever a family or a caregiver needs. But this is different. This is an app that is, will be on, your, on the caregiver's phone. And we've got about 20,000 caregivers nationwide. And this app that is going to go on their phone, they'll be able to click in and be live daily and enter their daily screenings, and it will be on record for access for all of our care families. And that will let them know what their temperature was, that they have not put themselves at risk, that they have not been with, you know, anyone, they have not traveled, that they Mm -hmm. do not have any of these signs and symptoms. And what we can do is we're doing that for all the caregivers. But if care seekers want to be able to have, you know, some some part of that app to allow that, that's fine. We already have the forms on the site. But we want to make sure that that caregiver is screened too. You know, it goes both ways. As soon uh-huh. as I say that, you know, we don't want the family to be sick and give it to a caregiver because then she goes home. And we want to make sure we're identifying it quickly. So, we're really excited about that, the COVID, the daily live COVID screenings. And, you know, it's going to be so much. Go ahead. Were you going to ask something? No, I said that's great. Oh, good. Yeah, I just, you know, and there has to be a place, and now we have a place for them to document it so that we can do contact tracing when necessary. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely believe that contact tracing is very important, and we're, you know, we're just on the front of it. We're just getting started. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what would you say to people in the caregiving world 
who are having difficulty, you know, staying on course? How can they stay the course? Well, the first thing is with our families, and our families are coached by the nurses, and they're the boss. And I want to make sure they're comfortable in saying, go away, put your mask on, no, not okay, whatever that is, and utilizing this app as well. I want to make sure everyone is comfortable asking someone politely, of course, to, to put their mask on and to social distance. And if you have to, to wash your hands. But here's the thing. We, first of all, if you have to ask one of the caregivers more than once, that's not the right caregiver. I wouldn't tolerate that. And you know what? That's what the nurses do. We're coaching to make sure you know that. We get our nurse voice on. Can't help it. And the other thing is, it's not new, but honestly, masking, masking up is not new, and we have to stay vigilant, even though we're exhausted, and there are times when we have to mask with our best friends and with our family in the house, like we may have to social isolate, you know, social distance or isolate, and I just want to share really quickly something that uh, that happens to me, and I know it happens to you. And I am—I get a nurse voice, so I—I'm tough. But uh-huh. I'll tell you, you know, when I have a friend come over, and I'm asking them, you know, 50 questions. You know, where have you been? What time are you there? Who are you there with? You know, and I'm asking all the questions, and. Honestly, I don't care if they're, they're annoyed. And when I ask them, you know, if you've been here and there, please wear a mask. I'll wear a mask. You know, and, and they're never annoyed, but I, I feel a little bit um, harsh when I have to ask that. And, and I'm a nurse, and I ask those things all the time. So I get it that it's hard for families to say that. So practice with me. Wear your mask. Please wear your mask. Go away and wash your hands, okay, and stay back off. You are in my bubble. So to me, honestly, I I know it sounds funny, but until the rates drop, we're going to have to keep doing that. And I, I hope that the takeaway really is that all of your caregivers want to deliver safe care to you, and we want to help them stay safe. And it doesn't matter if it's a family caregiver on this program or if it's a paid caregiver or if it's a best friend just stopping by. You know what? We need to be vigilant. We need to be comfortable in asking or reminding them to wear a mask or get out of my bubble or, um, you know, stay where they are, wash their hands. Don't be complacent. Don't worry that you will hurt their feelings even if it's a family member, say it nicely, even if your voice shakes, thank you, RBG, and we have to just get through this and keep asking questions. Don't believe horrible things you hear. You know, watch the numbers, keep your eyes open, and ask for resources, right? The other day I was having a conversation with a young friend and he was saying that the conversation that we have to have with people before we're in their, you know, space at all is similar to Uh the conversations he remembers having about safe sex. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I heard something like that. <laughs> How many people have you been with? Where were you? You know, were you saying protection? <laughs> That's hilarious. But you know what? Um, I saw something that said, you know, we isolate so that we can come together later, you know, maybe for the holidays. And that's the whole thing is that if we don't take it seriously and take care of ourselves and take care of the people that are around us and just assume, we call that universal precautions in healthcare, we just assume that someone has it, even if they don't have symptoms, we'll get through this. But until we do, it's just going to keep getting worse. And I I don't want anyone to die. I don't want anyone to even get sick for a week or have long-term symptoms. None of that. It's unnecessary, right? You've got to take so care of you, each other. What do you say to those people who post that, oh, it gives you strep throat when you wear a mask? Or, I read that just recently. or I saw a video. It gives you strep throat. It causes sores in your mouth, all this kind of crazy stuff. It's just crazy talk, and they're just trying. You know what? You're always going to have someone, you're always going to have an outlier or who knows, and there might truly be someone who had strep throat and then put on a mask. You know what I mean? But it it doesn't cause that. And I think, and I read something and it was in the, um, in JAMA, the Journal American Medical Association. And, you know, here's the deal is that, you know, surgeons and nurses and Mm -hmm. ICU workers, we have been wearing masks for ever because we don't want to spread that. And it's, it's more than a courtesy. It's a necessity because you just don't know. And to me, I get frustrated because I don't want to lose anyone. And I don't, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm exhausted also of telling people to take this seriously and that I don't want to lose anyone. I mean, who would you forfeit? You wouldn't. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my whole message, I guess, would be, you know, we're doing everything we can to help families be safe and get a caregiver that they can afford across the country. Families are isolated. We can help them with nanny cams, with watches, whatever they need, we can help them with a resource. But we want them to be safe, want them to be able to afford it, want to be able to trust that someone is coming into their home and they have gone through those checks and that we have paid attention that you've, you have worn a mask and you have socially isolated and you have because they're taking care of our most vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of it. Right, right. So if listeners are interested in finding out more about Well Beyond Care and um, even contacting you, what would be the best ways to do that? So I appreciate that so much. So first of all, if they go to wellbeyondcare.com, um, and it's so, and you know, mobile phones don't do it justice. So on a tablet or desktop, but um, wellbeyondcare.com is a great place to start. And then a phone number, the easiest way to remember is 844-4WB-CARE or 844 844- 
And my email is five one or I'm sorry, my email is Lauren L A U R E N at Well Beyond Care. So I hope that you'll go and you'll look at the site. And when you look at the site, the landing page, look up and down. There are videos, you know, you can see and there's all kinds of information about our mission and need care, you know, learn more. You know, we just want to make sure that we all get a rest during this, get the best care we can that we can afford, and stay safe, my friends. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Laura. And these were really good, really good tips. And um, I will be posting your website information and contact information on my web post about the show later tonight. That sounds great. Thank you so very much. Good night, y'all. Please be safe. Thank you again. Have a good evening. Mm -hmm. You too. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a brief break, and we have more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com. All right, so before we go to Mexico um, to hear the twins in Bay of Bandadas, I wanted to talk a bit again about um, connecting to your passion, even during this pandemic. Um, I I heard recently that um, the rate of depression because of the pandemic has gone up astronomically. The therapists are dealing with pandemic-related stress disorder. And, um, you know, I think a big part of that is, is the, well, one part is obviously the social isolation. Um, Second of all, you know, fear of of getting sick or even having had someone in your family get sick and maybe even lose a family member. And then the the third part, which I'm going to talk about, is the feeling like you're not moving forward in your life. So many people have said to me that they feel like they're standing still, that you know, their way to their passion has been blocked and now they just don't know what to do. You know, we've had we've had people on the show before the pandemic talking about all these really amazing things that they're doing and they're out in the world and really going for their dreams and now they feel like they can't do it. Like you can't you can't 
go and perform right now. You can't do public speaking. There are so many things that you're not able to do. We're not able to do because we can't be around large groups of people or even interact face-to-face with strangers. Um, So people are feeling really stunted by this and, and are afraid that all this time will go by and they will have missed out on their dreams. And I talked about it last time, um, about taking this time to realize that maybe the, you're being called to do something else right now. And I ended up writing a blog about it, and you can find that blog in several places. It's on SavannahEast.com. It's in Thrive Global. It's in Medium. Um, but the best place is on my website. I have those links to all the different platforms on my website under the blog um, icon. And, you know, this was the title of it, and it was changed. Actually, Savannah East um, came up with an even better title. I, I, I wrote, Your Passion Is Not Blocked, and they wrote, your pa- they turned my title into Your Passion Is Never Blocked. And I I like that. I think that's an even better way to see it, that your passion, passionate path is never blocked. Um, Maybe right now you're being called to do something else that's really needed in this time. So you know when a, um, a river is flowing, if there's a dam put up, The river doesn't stop flowing. It just changes course. And right now, maybe we need to change course. Um, Maybe we need to think about what is it that I really, really am being called to do. We're in a a dark time right now. There's a lot of stress. As I said, people are feeling isolated. They're feeling depressed. People are scared, stressed out. They're dealing with economic devastation. Um, So anything that we can do to bring light into the darkness is really what's needed right now. And whatever that is, it might not be what you thought you were being called to do before. So, you know, when I talk about passion, you know, I think we've been really focusing a lot on the part of the passion that has to do with what do I really love to do? What makes me feel really good to do? What do I, what do I enjoy? But there is another piece and I have talked about it in the past, but I think that part of it is really the more important piece right now in this moment. And that is passion isn't just about what we love to do. It's also about what is meaningful, what brings light into the world, how we can add to the world in a very positive way and help people who are going through a struggle. And when we do that, we we help ourselves to feel better. There's been a lot of research, and, and I'm going to quote something in my book. I wrote about this a couple of years ago that um, the, one of the most powerful things that we can do to find meaning in our own lives is to help others. Um, since the, I'm quoting um, 
a professor, Dr. Sonia, I can't pronounce her name correctly, so forgive me, Lyubomirsky. <laughs> and I'm very sorry for the, the good professor out there for mangling her name. But one of, one of her quotes is, Senior, since depression, anxiety, and stress involve a high degree of focus on the self, Focusing on the needs of others literally helps to shift our thinking. Having a positive effect on someone else can increase our own self-esteem and give our life a greater sense of purpose. And having the, the focus on how I can help other people can actually help ourselves out of our own feeling of suffering, out of our feeling of that we are standing still, that we don't have we don't have a path in front of us. It's just not true. Maybe the true path is being revealed at this time. Um, Dr. Lubomirsky, Lubomirsky um, is actually a professor at the University of California, and she found that acting in a study, acting in a kind manner actually increases the serotonin in our brain, which is the key neurotransmitter responsible for our mood, our energy, sleep, sharpness, sharpness of thought, digestion, and health. Um, so, therefore, being generous can be more effective than taking an antidepressant. Um, in increasing our feeling of well-being and bringing about a, a positive mood. And it also helps to improve our ability to learn, our memory, our sleep, and our health. In her study, those who participated were asked to commit five random acts of kindness per week over a six-week period. And at the end of the study, these students who were in the study were found to have an increase of 41.66% in their level of their self-rated happiness. And in another study conducted by Harvard University researchers, those people who volunteered time or money to help others were found to be 42% more likely to rate themselves as being happy. So there's been an ongoing study at the University of Notre Dame led by researchers Christian Smith and Hillary Davidson called the Science of Generosity Initiative. And their discoveries have shown that those people who demonstrate more generosity tend to have a greater feeling of purpose and meaning in their lives, to feel emotionally happier, and to feel physically healthier. So when we find meaning and, and purpose in our lives, that brings about the feeling of enthusiasm and the feeling of that we are following a dream. It might not be the dream that we had thought we had before the pandemic hit, but maybe this is the dream that we really need to follow right now, or the Dharma, as I put it last week. So Dharma has many meanings, but one meaning means, one meaning of it is your true purpose, what you're being called to do. And it's not always fun. It's not always fun to follow your Dharma. But when you're following your Dharma, the satisfaction is in knowing that you have done something really important and 
as I wrote in my blog, and I and I and I even said this last week, that maybe this diversion, quote unquote, that we've had from our path of passion, this detour, is really an opportunity for each of us to dig deeper and find our true dharma. We're being challenged right now when it's the darkest to ask ourselves, what can I do? What can I do to bring light into the world? So it may not be that you had before 2020 started, and it might not actually be the path that you choose to continue when things open up again, when, when this, you know, when we have a vaccine or when this virus has been mitigated. Um, but it might actually be the path that you decide is the right one for you when things open up. But you might decide that, hey, I never realized that this was what I wanted to do. This is my true calling. Or it might be that you were kind of unsure. You couldn't figure out what you wanted to do before, and now you've discovered it. Whichever it is, right here, right now, in this moment, whatever gift you have to give, whether it's your smile to other people, um, from a distance when you don't have your mask on or over uh, video calls, your energy to help people um, to do things to help them out that are, they're having difficulty with, your kindness and understanding, um, your shoulder to lean on when a friend calls you that they're really struggling, your donations, donations are really powerful. If you are in a better financial position than some other people, then donating to help is really powerful right now, especially. Your ability to communicate. Maybe you need to be someone who writes or um, speaks out to help organize people during this difficult time, you know, uh, in a health crisis, an economic crisis, and also social justice crisis that has become more, we've become more aware of, that maybe you have a really good uh, ability to communicate and help people to organize um, and vote. Voting is really powerful. Helping other people to vote, stirring them, if it's not too late, helping them to find out where to vote, how to vote safely in this, during this uh, health crisis. Um, and educating yourself about civics so that you can um, be aware and be vigilant about what's really happening out there and what we really need to do to make this country a better place to live. Your compassion, showing compassion for other people, um, and doing whatever you can do to help stop the spread of the pandemic, communicating what you, what people need to do in order to prevent the spread. Wear your mask. Let other people know to wear their mask. Do the research on the science of it, how it does, wearing a mask doesn't cause strep throat or whatever it is that people are trying to get you to believe, that it actually is a very powerful way to prevent the spread. But whatever it is to bring light into the darkness, that's the path of the peaceful warrior. 
And you're being called on right now to follow that path right now, to be a peaceful warrior. It's difficult at times. It's not glamorous. But anybody who's followed the path of their passion will tell you that it really isn't as glamorous as it appears on the outside. It takes a lot of hard work. And that's what we need to do right now. But the outcome is so wonderful that you will feel, you'll feel fulfilled having been part of this movement to bring light into the world. So join me on this path. Let's bring more light into the world, as much light as we can. Okay. So on that note, we're going to go to Mexico, and we're going to talk to Minerva and Ruben, who have been taking us on a tour of Mexico over the past few months, telling us about different um, tourist destinations in Mexico. And this time, they're going to tell us a little bit about themselves. And first, we'll start with a little music about Mexico from our producer, Art Mendoza, and then we'll go to the interview. Me. 
It's Ruben. Ruben, how how by how much? How, how many minutes? Forty. Forty times. Forty minutes. Wow, that's a long. Yeah. I've never heard of that with twins. That's a long time. You were stubborn, Minerva. You didn't want to come out. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your favorite foods? Um, I don't know. I have a lot. I like sushi and pizza. Mm-hmm. And also tacos are very good here. And you, Ruben? Um, I think like pizza, lasagna, tacos, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's all. That all sounds delicious. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you ever fight? The two of you ever fight? Yeah, we fight all the time. <laughs> <laughs> now, as as twins, do the two of you ever read each other's minds? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. People, um, ask ask that and no 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 you don't know what he's thinking (laughs) no we think no no so what what do each of you want to do when you graduate that's a great question because I I don't really know I like very I like very much the animals and I like to be a like a veterinary, but I'm thinking. Okay, Ruben? I don't know. <laughs> um, what do you like? So, uh, do He just want to focus on motorbike and surfing and being at the beach, right? Sports. Sports. Okay. All right. Do you, do you both like to dance? Yeah, I love to dance. A little bit. A little bit. Do you listen to um, American music or do you listen to Mexican? music? Well, both. I usually um, Mexican, well, no, both. Yeah. Ruben, you like Mexican music? Yes, all music. Well, usually we have been listening more American. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. Now we have a better idea of who the two of you are. Thank you. All right. So until next time, adios. Until next time. Thanks. Adios. All right. So now we have an idea of who is Minerva and Ruben. So when they come back on next, in uh, December, we'll have a little background. So we're going to take a hiatus for the month of November. We're taking a little break, uh, a few things to work on. 
and a couple of holidays along the way. And we're wishing you all a very healthy month. Stay safe. We'll be back with our next live show on Sunday, December, when we'll be joined by Jeremy Robinson, personal trainer and nutritionist and owner of Austin Holistic Fitness and Nutrition. And he'll be here to discuss staying fit and healthy in this time of COVID, which I think is really, really important. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from the show, get the link from the program, uh, listen to previous programs, read my blog, go to my website, drmaricarpel.com. And you can also hear this, this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. And you can also hear it on Apple Podcasts in about five minutes. And for upcoming events, upcoming shows, blogs, whenever they post, etc., follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And special thanks to my guests, Lauren Tarrant of Well Beyond Care and Minerva and Ruben in Bay of Bandata. And of course, thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring month. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.